Hungry Trilobite podcast would like to start by acknowledging SoonerCon. The longest-running pop culture con in Oklahoma has a new look, a new mascot, and a fantastic guest list. Join us in Norman, Oklahoma, June 30th through July 2nd, 2023, and meet celebrities such as Billy West, John Scalzi, Erica Harlicker, and John Swayze. Visit SoonerCon.com to reserve your membership. Welcome to today's episode of the Hungry Trilobite Podcast. My name is Aaron Bossig, and I'm going to be your host. Previously, I have asked for independent comic creators to write to me and let me know about their projects so that I can review them and possibly give them a bit of boost, and wow, have I had a response. Today, I'm welcoming Zachary Gilbert to the show, and we're going to talk about his upcoming project, but... At the end of the show, I'm going to talk more about my plan to get the word out there and help these comic creators. So please, let's get started right now. On tap today, we have Zachary Gilbert. How are you doing today? Good, sir. I'm doing fine. How about you? Doing great. Zach, you are a comic creator and you have an upcoming project here called Giant Killer. That's right. Yeah. And I've been looking over your work and it really speaks to me, I got to tell you. Oh, wow. Because... Um, I don't want to put words in your mouth as to what look you're going for. Right. But to me, when I see it, I see a lot of influences from movies from like the late 70s, early 80s, things like Never Ending Story, uh, Muppet Movie, uh, things yeah. like that, where it's like that, it's that look and feel. It's very emotive. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I, I, I mean, I was obsessed with the Never Ending Story a little bit as a kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember borrowing it from from somebody and I don't know that I ever gave it back. <laughs> I just watched it on repeat a lot. It was just super strange and all the characters were so odd and the look of the world was kind of creepy but somehow cool at the same time and yeah, that's 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 definitely the vibe that I'm going for. So I'm cool that that is clear. <laughs> that, it is that, very clear and I I yeah. guess what I'm trying to say without disparaging the work of anybody else is that your style is a couple steps to the side of from what is very popular right now, which yeah. gives it a very distinctive look that is it there's a lot of detail in there that's worth soaking up. Yeah, yeah. I um have so this is the first graphic novel or comic I've ever done. I've never done anything like this before. Um I've drawn my whole life, but in the pandemic, I really had a lot of time on my hands so i was able to just start messing around with digital art and started to take it pretty seriously trying to learn how to do it and yeah i just kind of found my own style um that way and the um the original sketches for giant killer were done because i i was in portland on a trip portland oregon and i found this little blank sketchbook in a, a thrift store and it was uh let me mute my notifications here but so it it had an old book cover on it and the book cover was black and red and it said giant killer on it and i was like that's a cool name i like that. i like that name so i just started sketching out these kind of weird little characters with a black pen and a red pen and then that's where like the kind of limited color scheme came from is those were the original sketches and i just thought it looked nice with just the black white and red 
and then I've just kind of been rolling with that ever since. Um, yeah, so um, it's a it's a little different, but it's been I think it's pretty accurate to the kind of style that I that I do and that I like. So, so you start out with just sketches and a sketchbook, a, a hair more than a doodle, and from that right. you're actually coming up with a full story. Is this a a one shot comic? Is it extended graphic novel? Do you have a series planned? So it i would love to do more <laughs> um i think that this novel has a lot of subtle little clues that maybe people can start to i, I would love for people to start coming up with their own fan like theories about what's going on and what the whole uh story is but not everything gets answered in this comic it, it leaves off on a pretty good cliffhanger um, and I would love to be able to do one or two more to like fully flesh out this story. Um, but I also think that the world itself, uh, the world is called the Idlewild. And I think there's a lot of stories there and a lot of unique characters. So might be able to do a lot of spinoffs and things like that if, if people end up liking it as much as I hope they will. <laughs> And that really does become the kind of the driving force behind indie comics today is how much passion they can get behind them from the reader end. Yeah, yeah. And people, I, I, my, one of my favorite things like in any job I've ever had is I love when people are passionate and excited about something and they really want to support it. Um, so I... I hope that I can get connected. I've already been connected with so many nice people in doing this project. Like it's nice to be able to get to know you and talk to you. And I look forward to all the other people I'll meet. And if 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 that if I can get a nice little community together of people that are really excited and really passionate, um, that would be great. I, I'd love to have other artists make comics and stories in the the giant killer universe. That would be awesome <laughs> oh that that's generous there to give everybody else the sandbox to play in and yeah. not just think, say hey these are my toys and you can't touch them right yeah yeah so let, let me take flip this around here i'm not going to ask so much about what you're writing but what are you reading right now um so recently i just i still have a few chapters left in it but there's a book called the strange um the author's name, I can't remember off the top of my head. It's a, uh, it's, it's not, it's, I, I don't think he, it's, it's kind of a, a different name, not like a, a, a more American name, mm -hmm. but the strange, uh, really cool sci-fi dystopian his like future set on Mars, which has all the trappings of being like everything else you've ever read you know like we've all heard about dystopian future stuff and we've all read books set on mars but this has this almost like the kind of dark side of the golden age of america like that kind of 50s americana mm -hmm. but on mars with terrifying ai robot monsters and just oh it's just such a really unique well-written 
and uh, yeah, really enjoying that. <laughs> that that's and, one that I'm really enjoying. And it's the kind of thing where, like I was just saying about your work there, you can imagine playing with these concepts and having fun with the world they're building there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like there's obviously a lot more going on, you know, a lot I, more that could be done. Sure. And maybe that's the direction this might go. Yeah. I, I With dystopian sci-fi, in the grand scheme of things, it it used to be a matter of you would look at it and say, wow, I, how how much would it take for our world to go in that direction for that to be the world we're living in? And now yeah. we kind of look at it like, well, that could be Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I remember when the pandemic was in full swing and walking around a Home Depot wearing the mask and there was the constant alerts over the the sound system the social distance wear a mask if you're and that was even before the vaccinations were available and i remember looking at my wife and i was like this this feels like a movie mm -hmm. like this, this doesn't feel real you know but it's it went on long enough and there's been one thing after another where it's like at this point yeah it, you're right it's like if if you told me that ai had overthrown a government on next tuesday i'd be like yeah so, it sounds about right <laughs> i mean i looking over a news article from a couple of days ago i don't know if you saw this but there was a a simulation run by the air force on a new way to pilot drones did you catch this one no i haven't heard about that. okay now this was only a simulation no actual personnel or equipment was involved Right. But they tried to run an AI test to see if a drone could be programmed to attack targets and eliminate anything it considered to be a threat. Mm. And and just to, as a safety measure, they programmed it that a human could override it if they determined that the drone made the wrong decision. Right. Well, the first thing the drone did was decide that the human override was the threat. And the decided, threat. Like, this is literally the plot Terminator 3. Yeah. <laughs> like, there, there's nothing different here. Yeah, this is what made the world of Dune happen. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> how we got there. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's weird because, I don't know, I, I, whenever things get so blown out of, I don't even want to say blown out of proportion, because there is a real danger and a real fear to be had there. But what's weird is like, we've always you know heard about pandemics in and literature and things like that and then to live through one and you're like when, when are the zombies coming out when is mm -hmm. the when is the mass looting when is the the rise of the the bandits you know in all of these different you know the warring factions and it was weird because we kind of had small amounts of that but when it's real it's way less fascinating it's 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 not as cut and dry there aren't clear good guys and bad guys as much as it would make us feel more comfortable to think that there are it's not black and white and so that's what i wonder so much about all of the fear and intrigue and stuff that's with ai it's like i bad stuff has already happened and more bad stuff will happen but i just wonder how normal it will feel after a little bit and how muddied it will feel after a little bit 
what I've learned from those movies is that if I want to be a villain, I have to dress better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My clothes are not fashion. nearly cool enough. Yeah, right. You got to have the fashion. <laughs> yeah, the well, villains always get the cool outfits. Yeah. Okay. Always the better ones. It's like anytime you play a video game, if you, you can wear like the like white colored stuff where you can have like the really edgy dark looking sleek armor it's like i'm always gonna go that way <laughs> i would rather i would rather have the more villainous looking armor it's subjectively cooler <laughs> but if we, if we can go back to your project for a minute here yeah. where are you at with that do you have the full book made and ready to go um so i have 22 pages left out of 197 okay that's um, awesome yeah, so the end is probably only a couple weeks away. There will be a few like, you know, tweaks and edits and adding some shading here, adding some colors there. Um, but the bulk of the line work and colors and all that will be done. Uh, hopefully, my hope is that if I can do two pages a day for the next several days, I'll get it. I'll get it done in eleven days. Sure. Yeah. So. But even if you have to work in some some delays, you've got this. You you've got you see, I have seen projects in the past where somebody's like, "Hey, I want a half a million dollars to publish this book and I haven't actually started it yet." And those are the <laughs> ones that don't pan out. But if yeah. you, you're a guy who has something ready to deliver, you just need to be able to slap it onto dead trees. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I um yeah, the script has been done for a while now. Um, you know, it's funny at this point, I, I haven't made any money on this <laughs> or received any money on this. Cause it's been kind of a passion project. Um, and I would kind of like to see more of that. Um, I would like, cause that's something that literati was very good at. Like I said, this is the first project I've ever done like this. And they were really good at giving me constructive criticism, um, good direction, but not smothering my individual creativity. They like rode that balance really well. Um, I obviously hope to make a good amount of money on this and be able to make more of, of them. But uh, I do think that having the I've been working on this for like seven years, basically. <laughs> the original sketches first started seven years ago. And then I was doing the sketches at the ink and draw that Literati has every week, um, getting really nice pointers from the owners, from other artists there. Um, and then I was, then I did a new version of it, like a digital version, digital art version, where I was like, okay, this is what it's going to look like now. And then it was just kind of, it was still not all the way there. Um, and then I did another one. I did one more version and it was like, I, it, it clicked in and it was like, I knew what it was. I knew by that point I'd thought about it so much where I had a general storyline set out in my head, but I had finally figured out what the look was going to be, what the feel was going to be. And, and Charles at Literati was like, yep, this is it. <laughs> he, he, and he was like, I'm going to have you um, meet with Echo, one of the editors, and you guys can sit down and hash out this script. Um, and Echo was a really good editor. He did not, all of his pointers and suggestions were very helpful. 
um, but he was not in any way trying to take over the book. And I think, but I'm, I'm saying all this because like, sometimes when there is a lot of money involved, then the publisher or the editor, or if it's something else, a, a producer or somebody that's in charge, quote unquote, they have to take care of their investment. So now this person who has an ambitious idea has taken on all this money. They have this load on them now and they have other people that are watching that load. And it's not, it's not always very conducive for good creativity. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's, that's just a theory. I, I've obviously never experienced it, but I think that sometimes the money can crowd out the, uh, the, uh, the creativity. And if somebody's listening to this, and actually should, most of the people here are not local to Oklahoma, so they don't necessarily yeah. know what literati is. It would be worth it for me to take a minute to explain that they are a, a, com a publisher in the area that does a lot of comic books from independent artists and creators. And they are fantastic at number one, recognizing good independent talent, shepherding mm -hmm. that, giving them the resources, the connections to work with people. And if you get the final product they put out, it's very well done. These are very professionally published comics that look fantastic. And again, I, I should say for the fact, not a sponsor or anything. I, I have no affiliation with them, but they go to a lot of the cons I go to, SoonerCon being the next one I'll see them at. And I strongly recommend if you don't know them, look at the show notes on my website, aaronbossig.com. Check, check out what they have, because if you don't know them from the area, it's worth your time to look them up. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of really cool, nice people working on some really cool comics. <laughs> yeah. And I'm all about the indie stuff because we get, I don't want to say we get tired of what Marvel and DC point out because I will never get tired of reading Batman comics. I'm just not oh, going to. Yeah. But yeah, no. you know what? I You can't live on just that. And if you want something truly different, you might have to look at some labels you're not familiar with. Yeah. Yeah, you got to go out of your comfort zone a little bit to experience there was, something new. Yeah. There was a time not that long ago when if you went to the comic book section of whatever store you were at, you wouldn't just have spandex superheroes. You would have Westerns. You'd have war stories, yeah. horror, teen romance, true yeah. crime. Yeah. And Marvel and DC don't do that these days. That's not their bag. No, it is not. <laughs> The literatis of the world do that. IDW and the other, like, boom, to, to some degree. But if you really want the, the something different, it's the literatis of the world that are going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Zach, like I said, I'm going to make sure that I go ahead and put the links to your project and your work on my website, aaronbossig.com. Where yeah. can people follow your adventures on the web? Um, right now, my Instagram is kind of my main... Um, uh online presence so my uh instagram account is broke but okay um and it's got a lot of images from giant killer i post about any news that's happening with that i've got a lot of other artwork and and different collaborations i've done on there as well awesome awesome well i'm looking forward to this i'm going to be checking out your project when it hits kickstarter so i uh, hope to have you back when it's ready to go yeah, that would be great. Thanks so much for having me, Aaron. Anytime, man. Keep in touch.
I want to thank Zachary for being my guest today, and I want to thank you for listening. Earlier on, I had mentioned how I like lifting up independent comic creators, and it is very important because geography is a bitch. I'll be very honest with you. It is hard to find these people because it's hard for them to get beyond the reach of their own in little area, whether that be my area like Oklahoma City, or it could be in the middle of Los Angeles, or someplace in Iowa or South America, halfway across the planet. You never know who's trying to get works out. I know people in Mexico trying to get their comics published in America, and it is really hard for everybody. So I want to lift up the people running Kickstarters, running web comics, putting their comics on Twitter. And somebody like Literary Press, who I mentioned earlier, it's also important to point them out, too, because there are so many independent comics publishers out there in the world, Literati being just one of them, who are really reaching out to those small-time artists and saying, hey, we're going to give you a platform to put your work on there if we can get a hold of your work. So I encourage you to check out not just Zachary's comic, but also Literati and any of those independent comic publishers. Hey, reach out to me. I want to hear about what you're doing. You can email me at bossigpodcast.yahoo.com. Reach out to me at Twitter, at Aaron Bossig. If you want to subscribe to this show, please do, so you can get all the new episodes. You can subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time.